Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, it's Dr. Will Cole. This podcast is the manifesto for a new breed of health seekers. This is the art of being well. What's up and welcome to the art of being well. I am a leading functional medicine expert. I get to consult people around the world via webcam. And I'm a New York Times bestselling author. I wrote Intuitive Fasting, which is my newest book, and The Inflammation Spectrum, and Ketotarian. If you wanted to learn more about my clinical work, the telehealth center that we have, the books, and there's lots of free resources there for you as well, you can check it all out at drwillcole.com. That's D-R-W-I-L-L-C-O-L-E.com. And I have a new book coming out. It's for pre-order. Right now, it's called Gut Feelings. The subtitle is How to Heal the Shame-Fueled Relationship Between What You Eat and How You Feel. I'm so pumped for you to read this book. Anyways, we're giving away free signed books. We're giving away lots of gut feelings, insider, VIP stuff for pre-order right now. It comes out early 2023. So check it all out at drwillcole.com. And we talk about shame, stress, trauma, intergenerational trauma, somatic practices, Vegas nerve science. I'm so, you're going to geek out. I know you all will love this. Anyways, you can check that out at drwillcole.com. And listeners of The Art of Being Well, no matter when you listen to this episode, we are also giving away free sign books for anybody who leaves an Apple Podcast review. So all you have to do is head on over to Apple Podcasts and rate and review The Art of Being Well there. Tell us what you love about the show. So you can do it two different ways. You can leave your Instagram handle in the Apple Podcast review. And then another option would be to screenshot your Apple Podcast review and message me over on Instagram at Dr. Will Cole. And every month, no matter when you listen to this, my team and I will be going through my messages on Instagram and the Apple Podcast review and randomly picking winners and reaching out to you personally and asking which book you want. And I'll sign it and we'll send it out to you. So yeah, good luck. All right, let's get to today's guest. He is an amazing human being. His name is Dr. Zach Bush. Zach Bush, MD, is a physician specializing in internal medicine, endocrinology, and hospice care. 
He is an internationally recognized educator and thought leader on the microbiome as it relates to health, disease, and food systems. Zach Bush, MD, founded Seraphic Group and the nonprofit Farmers Footprint to develop root cause solutions for human and ecological health. His passion for education reaches across many disciplines, including topics such as the role of soil and water ecosystems in human genomics, immunity, and gut and brain health. His education has highlighted the need for a radical departure from chemical farming and pharmacy, and his ongoing efforts are providing a path for consumers, farmers, and mega industries to work together for a healthy future for people and for the planet. His work in for-profit and non-profit arenas is creating avenues for collaborative action for all stakeholders in our global community for a regenerative future of health for the planet and for our children. Stay tuned through the entire conversation because at the end of my conversation with Dr. Zach Bush, I'll answer another one of your burning health questions and ask me anything. All right, this is Dr. Zach Bush's Art of Being Well. Dr. Zach freaking Bush. This is a long time happening, a long time coming. I'm excited that we're talking. Excited to be with you, Will, and the whole audience at large there. Excited to be all together as a human community here. Amen to that. We have several mutual friends that have told me for years, we need to connect. And I feel like we may have met briefly at an event, but you know, life is fast and I never got to sit down and talk with you and get to know you. And I'm excited that we could start that today. Elle McPherson just adores you. Angie Green adores you, like these friends of mine. So I'm glad that we, and I told them, we need to have like a little retreat, just a a group of us sometime. Maybe we should make that happen. That sounds fun, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to start, kick off the conversation with a movement that you've really educated the world with is Breathe Your Biome. Where did it come from? Yeah, it's been a fascinating journey over the last 20 years of medical science as we've started to uncover the power of this, you know, extraordinary universe really outside of the human body and within the human body that really informs life as we understand it. The microbiome is poorly understood, I think, across not just consumer level understanding, but really even in the physician community. We tend to think of it as bacteria that are important to digestion and things like that. But the deeper we dig into the science, we realize that there's a huge fluidity of biology between bacteria and fungi and the way in which they coordinate and exchange information across genetics with the viruses. The viruses are the information trafficking mechanism by which all species communicate genetically. Viruses are not living beings. They're not part of the microbiome. They're simply a genetic communication network. And so we've got this extraordinary communication that's fluid across not just the bacteria, fungi, and the human cells, but also within the human cells, we have an ecosystem of bacteria that are referred to as mitochondria because they live inside of eukaryotes or multicellular organisms. You look at a snake or an earthworm, you look at a, you know, even a tree, you're going to have these organ, any multicellular organism is going to have these little bacteria that live inside of the multicellular organism. In plants, such as the tree, we we refer to these as plastids instead of mitochondria, but there's the same concept. They're specialized bacteria that live inside of the multicellular organism, and they thrive independently of our genetics. Um, They are integrated 
into the human DNA in a lot of ways. And they play an extraordinary role, not just in energy production, as we've learned about mitochondria and like biology 101, but they also are now understood to regulate cellular thrive states, whether it be you know, the avoidance of cancer or the capacity for regeneration at the cellular level, it's all coming in through this microbiome. So the breakthroughs have on one level been, you know, this awesome reality that human is not human. Human is a coordinated state of an ecosystem within us and around us. And so to be alive as a human being is to be a landscape of diverse species within us and it's informed by that which around us. And so Breathe Your Biome was an effort to bring awareness that the ecosystems in which you live your life are determining this soil quality of your body. And so the number of species, the bacteria, the fungi, the protozoa, and ultimately the thrive state of those mitochondria inside your cells depends on what you're breathing, what you're touching, what you're consuming through the gut. And so this incredible touch system. And while we eat a few times a day, we breathe thousands of times a day. And we're starting to learn that the air with 10 to the 31 viruses and is a huge genetic interface with this microbiome space. And so not only are you going to breathe in bacteria and fungi and spores and all this stuff when you take a deep breath, you're also going to, to breathe in all this genetic information, which was really designed to optimize for biodiversification and adaptation. And so our ability to avoid existential threats and stressors to our biology or our ability to overcome those threats is based on our ability to breathe in as much diversity of ecosystems as possible. Mm. And that's not happening in your, your daily Western lifestyle. That's become yeah. so truncated in its experience of what you touch, what you eat, what you breathe. Yeah. So what are we doing wrong as a society? I mean, what, what should we be doing, I guess, is the better question. What should we be doing that we're not doing as far as the air that we breathe and how we're messing things up when we're not breathing our biome? Yeah. So I think in a nutshell, what are we doing wrong as a society? In a nutshell, is everything. <laughs> we, we need to rethink the way in which we do everything because of this isolationism behavior. When we isolate inside of a home that's air conditioned and it's put in a landscape of you know, miles and miles of manicured lawns that are a monoculture of non-native species. And then there's four or five species of, you know, dominant bushes and trees that get planted everywhere throughout a cityscape. We have created these monocultures of cities that really have eliminated biodiversity at every turn. The result of monoculture is really weeds. And so if you do this in a garden, you tear out a big forest and you, you, you try to go plant one crop, corn per se, you're suddenly going to have invasive weeds everywhere because the weeds are there to try to bring back the diversity that's been destroyed. They're there to help repair soil systems, microbiome within the soils, and ultimately to bring and, and foster this re-biodiversification of life. In the microspace of your breath, as you eliminate biodiversity, the weeds that crop up are bacteria, fungi, yeasts, and the like that can handle really disturbed and damaged pieces of, of nature. And so you're going to have a pathologic type experience with the world around you. You're going to get colds all the time. You're going to have quote unquote poor immune system. The immune system is not a human experience either. The immune system is either a balance with your entire ecosystem or a disconnect from your ecosystem, therefore 
fragility and the lack of communication, and therefore this dysfunctional relationship to the weed-like you know, behavior of nature as it tries to come back in to set up biodiversity. And so when you lose that breathe your biome lifestyle, when you lose that connection to the greater nature around you, you become very prone to dysfunction. And that can manifest as largely metabolic conditions, obesity, diabetes, but are the obvious ones there, but really the more subtle ones, which are sexual dysfunction, sleep dysfunction, poor appetite, poor satiety, you know, goes on and on down these, you know, endocrine pathways. And then deeper than that, the real infertility stuff kicks in, you know, all that. So bizarrely, breathe your biome is not just about, oh, good breath. It's about does your biology function or not? And so we radically need to rethink our daily lifestyles in the context of a nature that has largely been eliminated from our daily experience. Mm-hmm. Well said. Apple cider vinegar is freaking amazing to support your gut health. If you're struggling with indigestion, bloating, IBS, even food sensitivities, a great way to support your gut pH, support digestion and absorption of nutrients. Even I see a lot of times people that have low nutrient status of different key important nutrients like vitamin D or iron or magnesium. Part of the problem is you aren't just what you eat. You aren't just what you supplement with. You are what you absorb. So ACV, apple cider vinegar, is a great way to support your microbiome balance. You're actually extracting the nutrients and making good use of them. So you can get all the healing properties of apple cider vinegar into your daily diet. The way that I recommend it is the apple cider vinegar complex from my friends at Paleo Valley. My patients know I love this formula and I recommend it many times because it's a great way to support your digestion, breaking down foods. It almost acts as a whole food-based digestive enzyme. And what I also love about this complex is that they blend it with other healing spices like turmeric, ginger, cinnamon, lemon for added benefits for digestion, supporting healthy immune system, also helps satiety, so blood sugar signaling. So if you're struggling with cravings or hangriness, it's a great way to support that as well. So all you have to do is head on over to paleovalley.com slash Dr. Will for 15% off your order. Again, that's paleovalley.com slash D-R-W-I-L-L, paleovalley.com slash Dr. Will for 15% off your first order. Our next partner has a product I have loved for so long, Athletic Greens. You all know I love Athletic Greens, right? If you've listened to the podcast any number of episodes, you know I love Athletic Greens. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sorts, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day off right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus if you're struggling with brain fog, aging, support just optimal longevity, all the things. It's one thing you can do every day to support your health. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free. It also contains less than one gram of sugar with no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything, while still tasting really, really good. Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated routine to recover that cost him a lot of money, so he wanted something super simple, easy that had all the things, the best of the best in one formula. 
Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's all you have to do. To make it really easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D. Vitamin D deficiency, my friends, I see it on labs almost every hour with new patients. It's low in pretty much everybody. And you need it for energy. You need it for your immune system. You need It acts as almost a pro-hormone. They're going to give you a year's supply of vitamin D and also five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash willcole. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash willcole to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hi, everyone. I'm Summer McKean, a content creator and best sister of the year. Hi, I'm her sister, Bree. I'm actually a 10-time winner of that award. Together, we're the hosts of the podcast, Wavy. Okay. Every Wednesday, we bring you into the fun, exciting, hopefully helpful, and mostly chaotic world of our sisterly chats about everything and anything. From living in a world of comparisons to boy drama to the life changes that feel really overwhelming, we got your back. So please support the show with a like and follow to keep up with all of our latest sister shenanigans. Get Get wavy on Wednesdays. We'll see you soon. A lot of the patients that I have have autoimmune conditions or somewhere on this autoimmune inflammation spectrum. And I would, I see it on an hourly basis of this implication of their disrupted microbiome and the world that they're living in. So would you say that autoimmunity could be put under the umbrella as well, as far as this disruptive relationship between the greater microbiome? Yeah, that's right in my wheelhouse. So my basic science lab over the last 10 years has been focused on the interface between the microbiome of the gut and what's called tight junctions. And tight junctions are these proteins that are Velcro-like structures that hold billions of cells that cannot constitute your gut barrier, your skin barrier, your blood-brain barrier, your kidney barriers. So all these different barrier systems that are supposed to compartmentalize function within the body starts to deteriorate when it's got a disconnect from the microbiome. So if you take an antibiotic or more more commonly today, if you're eating food and drinking water and showering in water that's full of glyphosate, which is the active ingredient in Roundup, our most ubiquitous herbicide or weed killer on the planet, it functions as a potent antibiotic, destroys the ecosystem, but it also functions as a direct toxin to the tight junctions. And it's not the only toxin out there. Alcohol does this. That's why you get fuzzy brain when you drink too much is you've destroyed the vascular barrier, the blood-brain barrier, you've damaged the gut barrier. So you're in this kind of inflammatory milieu, you've lost your kind of protection of neurologic system, you get foggy. You're then dehydrated uh, the next day because you've lost water through all those breakdowns of the barrier systems. Your kidneys are not reabsorbing water appropriately, your gut's not reabsorbing water, so you get dehydrated, you feel like crap the next day. It's all the cells in the body are basically desiccated. Now in the common food system that we're in, where we're eating Roundup and glyphosate on every bite of food, typically, it really becomes, you know, this constant state of near drunkenness where we can't, we're always in this brain fog. We can't get ourselves back into this like vibrant function. We always have metabolic dysfunction going on at a low rate. And so this reality that most people are walking around in that's manifesting many things, chronic pain, chronic fatigue, and all that is really the harbinger of autoimmune disease, as you name it there. So Mm -hmm. as you lose the tight junction barrier, your immune system, which 70% of which sits right behind that tight junction barrier, is suddenly overwhelmed by the outside world. And pretty soon you're in this constant food fight and breath fight, everything you breathe, everything you eat, everything you touch, 
isn't being filtered correctly through the body. And so your immune system is reacting to everything. Mm-hmm. And in that condition, it's not long before your body starts to react to self because it's lost the identity of outside versus inside. And so as you lose that, that inside versus outside identity, mm-hmm. you fundamentally lose that biologic sense of self-identity and you start to attack self. Yeah. So that's the autoimmune phenomenon that we see going rampant in the late 1990s. So we started to see thyroid conditions first, 1992, 95. The three-year period, we started to see this real steep uptick of thyroid dysfunction. By 2005, 2008, somewhere in there, I was at the University of Virginia in my endocrine division at the time when a study came out that showed that one in four girls in the United States at age 12 have antibodies to the thyroid already. One in four. And so it's, it's like... You really can't overemphasize the epidemic that we've set forth by eliminating the protection that we have at the gut lining and the immune system's function towards combating the outside world. And so that's where the microbiome comes back in. So our lab has been showing for the last 10 years that if we isolate the communication network between bacteria and fungi and then introduce that to the gut, we can actually reverse the leaky gut, leaky brain, leaky kidney tubule phenomenon And we get this phenomenal repair system back regeneratively in that process. And so that's led to the launch of dietary supplements and all kinds of things that are now capitalizing on the reality that human cell-cell communication and our ability to repair is not based on some human mechanism, but on this microbial approach or this microbial communication network. Yeah. Beautifully said. As you were talking, I'm thinking of the mechanism of autoimmunity and, and how, as you mentioned, it's the immune system losing recognition of self. And obviously that's happening on a physiological level as far as molecular mimicry and the immune system attacking the body. But then I think of the other levels of that, that that concept of the immune system losing recognition of self. And then I think of the spiritual, mental, emotional, societal connection there. Do you think there's a connection there, a sort of a larger societal loss of recognition of self and how that's somehow connected to all of this rise of autoimmunity. Yeah. Yeah. It's both figurative and literal connection there. So inflammation is the result of that breakdown of the gut barrier, the blood brain barrier, et cetera. And so as you lose those barriers, you start to require this constant activation of the immune system for repair and chaos control. And the immune system's approach to that is to induce an inflammatory reaction that then spurs on an antioxidant reservoir release and a bunch of other downstream regulatory events that are trying to ultimately do repair. That works really good. That's called acute inflammation. That works really good. You sprain your ankle, it puffs up big and red, brings in a whole bunch of new resources, does huge tissue regeneration. It breaks down the dead, the damaged tissue, lays down new tissue, and pretty soon you have a new ankle. That's remarkable. So that's the acute inflammatory reaction that's critical to our biology, critical to our survival, our longevity. The problem comes when you're having an injury every couple seconds throughout the body because this loss of gut barrier, loss of blood brain barrier. And pretty soon the immune system is constantly dumping inflammatory cytokines and you're running out of the reservoir of antioxidants. And so you start to get this rate of injury that's in excess of your rate of repair. And that's when autoimmune conditions and chronic inflammatory conditions, everything that we've mentioned so far, diabetes, obesity, chronic fatigue, chronic pain, the whole work. So the American condition, you know, that's become the Western civilization condition is the result of this increased injury, decreased reservoir of repair. 
And we were walking around in this chronic disease state that could have never been imagined in the 1980s. And even in the 1990s, when I was going through medical school in the early 90s, nobody could have imagined what was going to happen in this chronic disease epidemic. Nobody, the government level, the the medical scientific community, nobody could have guessed that, you know, unleashing what we did in 1996 was going to have such a a damning situation. But Mm -hmm. it's now, you know, 30 years down the road. We're realizing we're probably we could be 50 to maybe a couple hundred years away from turning this tide on what we've unleashed already in regards to genetically modified crops, genetically modified organisms, now genetically modified medical interventions and public health around the vaccines and everything else. And so we have unleashed genetic modification on the world to literally sell more glyphosate and chemicals. And so that's why we genetically modify anything is so that we can do something to it that wouldn't have been able to do before. And that's something we do to it is more chemicals. Mm-hmm. And so whether it's exposure to Roundup or exposure to any pharmaceutical chem- chemical, we are inducing these medical events to, or inducing these environmental insults of genetic modification across broad spectrums of biology to sell more chemical. In 1996, we unleashed the Roundup Ready genetically modified technologies of, you know, the corn, soybean, wheat, et cetera. Wheat is actually doesn't even need to be genetically modified, even though a lot of it is now. But wheat and soybeans and and a lot of these legumes are sprayed with Roundup just before they're harvested. And so a lot of the most extreme levels of dietary exposure we get is through things like the chickpeas, the soybeans, the, you know, these and the wheat. And in 1992, when we started spraying, you know, especially wheat, we saw this explosion suddenly of the autoimmune disease that's considered celiac disease, where you start to react to self-tissue because of your exposure to odd sequences of gliadin, which is the breakdown product of gluten in the wheat that's been sprayed with glyphosate. And so we started spraying that as a desiccant to dry wheat early so that we could get a more consistent crop yield. Because if it's getting towards the end of the season, the fall, winter rains are threatening in the northern climates or the snow, you can spray your crop, get it out of the ground in two days because you just killed it and it dried quickly because of the Roundup injury. So we started doing that in 1992. We've done more acreage globally every year since then with this Neskin EPA just approved. Again, our team and many others were out there trying to testify with EPA to block this Neskin approval, but they approved it again. A little light bulb of hope here has gone off that the Ninth Circuit Court in California has actually overturned that EPA decision. And the EPA decision spoke to the safe, the human safety of Roundup or, or glyphosate. And the Ninth Circuit Court in, in California just you know overturned that. So the first court that's that's flat out said that glyphosate is bad for your health. That's the first US court. Many courts worldwide have have affirmed the dangers of this. The World Health Organization has affirmed the cancer-causing effects of this and everything else. So we know this chemical is a giant problem. And globally, we're spraying about 4.5 billion pounds of this chemical into our foods, water systems, soil systems, and everything else. So 4.5 billion pounds of an antibiotic dwarfs any other antibiotic ever imagined. You know, So this is killing the microbiome of the planet in real time. And we are seeing the downstream consequences of that. And what we're really charting now is the extinction of our species, which is somewhere 80 years out, 100 years out. Some people would argue sooner, 
an interest on the march towards that human extinction event as we watch biology degrading so quickly, we see the, the loss of topsoils at the same rate. So if you kill the microbiome, fungi, bacteria, mycelium, earthworms, we start losing topsoil immediately. And so in the United States, we're losing two tons of topsoil per acre farmed mm. in the entire country, which equates to an extraordinary loss of resources. Current estimate is we're losing 11% of our gross domestic product, 11% of GDP, which is $17 trillion of GDP, 11% of that or nearly $2 trillion is going down the drain, literally, because the soil is washing out into our river systems, which is destroying ecosystems and habitats and rivers and all clean our oceans. And so we're just in this ecological disaster for the antimicrobial penetration of glyphosate out there in the ecosystem. And not surprisingly, the soil system within us, the gut microbiome, the skin microbiome is breaking down. And we see this explosion of asthma, eczema, psoriasis, acne conditions. You know, the skin is literally on fire right now. So that all that is all happening on the, the micro macro level and coordinated with that inflammatory result from that last microbiome is this inflammatory social paradigm that you're looking at. My favorite example of this is every presidential election. When you watch some of the footage from, you can, my favorite one was actually the, the Obama-Clinton duel off in 2012, when those two were going at each other's throats in that primary run up to the Democratic primary, you saw both of them age and, and so quickly on camera. And not only were they physically appearing weaker and weaker and more inflamed, you can see it in their bastard patterns on their face and nose and then you know hospitalizations for pneumonia and all this right in those last so both candidates are just like crumping towards the end of that so their biology is collapsing they've been on the road constantly they're in unhealthy environments they're eating crap food you know they're just like going going pushing past biologic thresholds and if you watch their rhetoric at the same time you see their rhetoric getting more and more inflamed and so they get less and less you know coping mechanisms on the debate and they're snapping at each other more and they're angry and and so the same thing happened with the trump situation with even before biden really but you know the, these runoffs as they get close and closer closer election you can see the the vinegar that that vitriol yeah. within the human emotions just like get uncovered and so as we lose biologic function and we increase inflammation and we become nasty. We become really cutthroat. And mm -hmm. it's because of this real scarcity phenomenon that's happening at the microscopic level. We develop a scarcity mentality of the brain. And we now know those are linked intrinsically. And so the gut lining produces about 90% of the serotonin that it, the whole body will produce over 50% of the dopamine. And another 40% of dopamine is coming from the kidney tubule linings. And so 90% of serotonin, 90% of dopamine is not made in your brain. And we now know that the enteric endocrine cells that produce that serotonin dopamine peripherally have to have the right bacteria present to let them function. And so as we ramp up this antimicrobial insult on the world, we're losing the workforce that will produce the serotonin dopamine that will prevent depression and will increase that coping mechanisms of emotionality in our daily lives and daily interfaces. So a world built on Roundup and chemical agriculture is a world that is destined for mental health collapse. And we are seeing that across the board. We've never seen more domestic violence 
you know, substance abuse, major depression, suicide, you know, child abuse, school shootings. You know, this is a 1996 forward phenomenon. You go pre-1996, these things weren't happening. It literally yeah. wasn't there. And so I can show you a date in time at which we collapsed at a much deeper level on a societal function level as we lost our sense of self and we lost our coping mechanisms and we became inflamed. Oh my gosh. I mean, this is the, it's the, the deep truth that's going on right now. And I, when I'm looking at labs, 10, 11 hours a day, we run urine, glyphosate and other environmental toxin panels. It's high in almost everybody. And these are the people that are struggling with chronic fatigue syndrome, autoimmunity, other infertility issues, hormonal problems. So obviously extremely sobering, but we need to hear the truth. People age at different speeds. And the date on your license, honestly, may not represent your inner biological age at all. If you're looking for ways to extend your health span and slow down the accelerated aging process, which so many people are aging very rapidly because of our modern way of living, the keys to health and longevity run in your blood, my friends. That's why Inside Tracker provides you with the personalized plan to improve your metabolism, reduce stress, improve your sleep, and optimize your health for the long haul. It was created by leading scientists in aging, genetics, and biometrics. Inside Tracker analyzes your blood, your DNA, and fitness tracking data to identify where you're optimized and where you are not so you can focus on those weaker areas. You'll get a daily action plan with personalized guidance on the right exercise for your body, right nutrition and foods to focus on for your body, and the right supplements for your body. It's bioindividuality at its best. I love InnerAge 2.0. You can add this to any plan for a definitive calculation based on the lab biomarkers of your true biological age. So you can actually see how you're aging from the inside out. You're gonna be shocked by the results. For a limited time, get 20% off the entire Inside Tracker store. Just go to insidetracker.com forward slash art of being well. That's insidetracker.com forward slash art of being well. Or you can use code WillCool at checkout to get that 20% off the entire Inside Tracker store. You all know I love higher dose, right? I mean, any sponsor on the podcast, it's because I use it in my personal life. I want you to know that. Or I recommend it to patients or both. With higher dose, it's both because I use it personally. I actually have higher dose products at the clinic too. And certainly it's in patient protocols as well. Higher dose is a one of a kind at-home spa experience at the intersection of wellness, health, and beauty. Higher Dose's line of infrared devices harnesses the most cutting-edge healing technologies available, from infrared's healing heat to PEMF's grounding technology to red light's rejuvenating rays. Their best-selling portable infrared sauna blanket, which so many of my patients have, makes it really easy to get hot and high from anywhere you just lay down inside the blanket, turn up the heat, and sweat it out. Infrared's therapy supports glowing skin, deeper sleep, and a balanced mood. And as your core temperature heats up, your brain releases a dose of happy chemicals, leaving you feeling euphoric after your sweat session. The blanket's deeply penetrating heat instantly boosts blood flow, flooding your body with enviable benefits like radiant and youthful skin, higher energy levels, a boosted mood, and decreased bloating. 
They also have their PEMF mat, which I love. I have one at the clinic and one at home. Get your own infrared sauna blanket, infrared PEMF mat, or red light face mask at higherdose.com today and use my exclusive promo code COAL15 at checkout to save 15% off site-wide. That's higherdose.com, exclusive promo code COAL15, C-O-L-E-1-5, or just go to higherdose.com slash coal. What are, like, I'm thinking of the listener that's out there right now that's thinking, man, like this is a global problem. I'm just one person. What are some things that people can do in their life today with their families to start moving the needle in the positive direction for themselves and for the world collectively? Yeah, the exciting thing is we are the ones that indirectly created this whole thing. In some ways it was direct, but you know, when we stopped being creative producers and became consumers, we destroyed the world. And it's because of our behavior that we stop trying to make the things that we might want to do in a day. And we start buying and consuming things that we think is what we want in a day. Mm-hmm. That simple behavior of forgetting that you can create your own world, you can build your own house. <laughs> it's possible to do that. That was done yeah. for thousands of years and is still being done in most cultures all over the world. You could build your own house. You could go out and freaking make some furniture. You know, like these are things that are not impossible. They've been done for thousands of years. You could go out and grow a garden. You could actually go and cook your own meal. I mean, it's just, it's getting down to the simpl- simplest yeah. things we've forgotten we're capable of doing. And therefore we wonder what our purpose is and we start to get depressed and we get disconnected and we're like, well, why me? Poor me. What is this? Holy shoot. Just go make something concrete in a day and you will yeah. feel better about the world. Go dig a hole. If you can't build anything, <laughs> just dig a hole. Dig. That's going to be the title of this podcast. Dig a hole. Dig a hole. Dig a <laughs> hole. Dig and, and, you know, and maybe you don't even know how to dig a hole. It involves a shovel. So you might want to go and invest in a shovel, but you know, the interesting thing about digging a <laughs> hole is you, you're literally getting grounded when you take off your shoes and you stand in the dirt or you stick that, you know, shovel in the ground and you, you know, and I tell you, if any 80% of people ever run out and say, go get, dig a hole, you know, buy a new shovel, buy a pair of rubber gloves, buy some rubber boots and go out and dig a hole and they will have never touched the earth in the process. And so it's unbelievable how you have been programmed at the brain level to, not to touch the earth you got to get in it. You got to get in it. And so maybe, maybe skip the, the dig a hole and just make a mud puddle. Pour a big old, you know, gallon of water, go outside, dump it next to the sidewalk and stick your feet in the mud. Just freaking touch the earth and get something real into your life. And this is the beginning of stopping your behavior as a consumer and beginning to remember that nature has been providing for a human species to occur in the first place, let alone to persist for 200,000 years. We've been around 200,000 years. That's not bad. I mean, it's, it's kind of pitiful compared to the two, you know, 4 billion years of life on earth, but right. hey. 200,000 years is a speck in time on the lifespan, but we've been provided for it for 200,000 years. We didn't have Amazon. We didn't have any box stores. We didn't have prepared foods. And if you go spend some time with, indigenous culture that's still living their original lifestyles it's unbelievable how aware they are of the abundance that nature has i spent time with the ashwar tribe down in ecuador last year and 
I was so struck by, first they build their own houses, takes them about a year, year and a half to build a complete house that can house up to 15 people. Huge house, you know, it's 50, 60 feet long, 30 feet wide, 20 foot ceilings, beautiful. And these shelters don't have uh, cupboards, they don't have storage bins, they don't have refrigerators, they don't need any storage. And the, the Oshawa tribe has been living in harmony with their nature for 40,000 years, the same culture, the same practices. And so they wake up every morning and trust that the jungle is going to provide for them. And they actually do have their own agricultural system in addition to the natural flora and fauna. And they have the wisdom that's been developed over the 40,000 years that different ecosystems offer different things depending on the climate changes of that year. And so they put three garden systems for each family in three different micro ecosystems within the jungle, within walking distance of the tribe. And they, they're out and about their three things every week to see what's growing, what's doing well, tending the gardens, but also foraging all the way through the jungle on the way to their gardens and on the way back. And so it's an extraordinary lifestyle that has provided every day food for them for 40,000 years. Now they get touched by Western civilization. 1996 was initial contact with industrial world. And in that brief you know, 25 years, we see them wanting gasoline for motors that they never used on canoes before. And we see them wanting you know, cell phones so that they connect to their things. They're exporting their kids out to Quito to get educated now. And, and so we're seeing the disappearance of this culture and immediately they develop a sense of insufficiency, a sense of need, a sense of inadequacy, a sense of scarcity in their lives. And so it's daunting to understand that your condition, my condition as human beings, is that we're a couple hundred years, if not thousands of years, into the belief that nature can't provide for us. And so we need to make a different world. Yeah. And that scarcity mentality is reinforced by the belief of, of ownership. Mm. Your sense of, I just bought my first house. When you buy a house and you go outside and look at your perimeter fence and realize that 99.9% .9 of nature is now outside of that fence, what are you really, did, are you really owning something or did you just eliminate your access to 99.9% .9 of the world? Wow. So I think that's the danger of this ownership mentality is we're in our mind building millions of little fences every day that yes. keep eliminating abundance at every level and thinking, well, this is the throw pillow that will make me happy today. Not realizing that that throw pillow in its way as a consumer product is eliminating natural systems from the textile industry and the abusive use of lands that we do through agricultural networks and textiles and our fashion industry and everything else. It's just devastating that our little simple consumer behaviors, when divorced from our understanding of how it connects back to nature, is this extractive, consumptive destruction thing. And not only is it destruction of nature, it's a humanitarian crisis. We literally run our entire textile industry on slave labor. We literally yeah. run our entire food system on slave labor. And so we have to reverse out of this lack of care, lack of value on the things that actually matter to us. Mm -hmm. Wow. Absolutely. All right. So many people ask me, patients ask me, certainly people that listen to the podcast, they want to know what are some alcohol alternatives that may be hanging out with their friends. They want a non-alcoholic drink substitute. What do I recommend? One that I have been loving is Feel Free from Botanic Tonics. It is a plant-based tonic drink that delivers all the feels. 
It is love at first sip. Botanic Tonics delivers a euphoric blend of plant-based ingredients that is a healthy productivity enhancer. So if you're struggling with brain fog, fatigue, it's a great way to have a natural, balanced pick-me-up throughout your day. And it's also a great alcohol alternative featuring the beautiful plant medicine of kava and other ancient plants from the South Pacific. You can enjoy feel free for productivity enhancement and focus. So whether you want a non-alcoholic drink substitute, if you want to pick me up throughout your day to improve focus and just calm mechanisms in the body, supporting your parasympathetic resting mechanisms, or you're just hanging out with your friends and you want something healthy, then definitely check out Feel Free from Botanic Tonics. Exclusively for the art of being well, Feel Free Botanic Tonics is offering a 40% off discount on your first purchase. Just use promo code WILLCOLE at checkout to get 40% off your first purchase. Definitely check out Feel Free from Botanic Tonics. I know some practical things that you teach the world about that people can start to do beyond getting out in the earth and with, without a doubt everybody can do that's completely free the next thing i want to to educate people on is how ion works because you've put out in the world it's very innovative tool that people can start to start to undo some of the damage and heal their biome H how does ion work and maybe for people that are, haven't heard about it before what what is it exactly the ion supplement line is a, a dietary supplement that's based on the technology of the bacteria and fungi. And the bacteria and fungi, having produced this communication network, allow cellular regeneration to occur in ecosystems as well as in humans. And so we developed the dietary supplement line with the capacity to extract these small carbon you know, wireless communication network out of soil systems that are very ancient. So we use a 60 million year old soil system that predates the last great extinction and then we extract the small carbon molecules that are left behind by that rich you know, microbiome that built the earth that we know today and so then ever since that 60 million year old state when we saw that last extinction about 55 million years ago we lost the entire ecology of the planet we lost topsoils we lost you know life on earth 97 percent of life disappeared and then we rebuilt a new world. And so we, instead of ferns and reptiles, we went to you know ferns, reptiles, and birds, and deciduous trees, flowering plants and wildflowers. You know, and so this explosion of life happened otherwise. But at the microbiome soil level, we're still rebuilding the reservoir of potential from 55 million years ago. Mm -hmm. And then humans come along with chemical agriculture 30, 50 years ago and destroy all of that progress. And so we're going back into the sixth grade extinction now for the loss of that diversity. So we're basically bypassing two extinction events with both of which were caused by a loss of topsoil and say, okay, we're back up to the, the last time this planet had a booming ecosystem at the soil level. And let's see what kind of intelligence we can draw from that. Mm -hmm. And so we started that technology in, in 2012. We now have our entire verticalized engineering system that does this and so we can bring fossil soil straight into our system in virginia and we have a, a verticalized process that takes those soil nutrients and the communication network into this liquid state and we can put it in agriculture projects yeah, but we also can do it into you know the human supplement lines that we have under the brand of ion ion is intelligence of nature as a brand mm. so the intelligence of nature is a supplement line that has a gut health one that was our kind of 
you know, tip of the spear, our debut product in 2012, 13, and then our science product came out. And then more recently, we just rolled out our first skin product that really has a radical effect on the keratinocytes, which are the cells that produce your immune system and produce your, your skin as we understand it. They have a tight junction system, just like the gut has a tight junction system to protect you from the outside world. And so the gut, sinus, and skin products are kind of where we're at right now. There's a whole line of products coming out for other support systems throughout the body. But those three have constituted a major change in, in hundreds of thousands of individuals around the world, not just not because they do anything to your body, which is interesting. I think it's the only supplement system on the body that doesn't do anything to your body. If you take vitamin C, for example, and yeah, it, vitamin C is a potent delivery of hydrogen peroxide. So you actually sterilize things with hydrogen, with vitamin C, which is not good if you're trying to get microbiome diversity back in. So this overdosing everybody with vitamin C is actually a big mistake you know, on mm. our part. And then we rush in with probiotics and give three species or seven species of bacteria back and say, here's your microbiome. <laughs> the average human should have somewhere around 40,000 species in their gut, not seven. And so we do the same damage with probiotics as we do to monocrop farming to the ecosystem at large. So we have yeah. to stop all of the chlorinated water that we bathe in, that we drink, no chlorine, no antibiotics in the, in the water, i.e. get the glyphosate back out of our farming system, out of our water system. Municipal water systems are full of glyphosate. Glyphosate is a water-soluble molecule. Right now in the United States, 80-85% of the rainfall is contaminated with Roundup. 80-85% to of drinking water is contaminated with Roundup. River systems are contaminated at really high levels. You know, the highest levels are in the Mississippi River that have created a dead zone in the ocean that's now larger than the state of Rhode Island at the end of the Mississippi River there. It's just, you know, a horrific level of this. And so as you get a shower, spray down with ion, and then you drink the ion spray in your sinuses, you're re- invigorating this intelligence of nature across the systems. And what happens under the microscope over and over again is this acceleration of communication. So instead mm -hmm. of something like hydroperoxide delivery of vitamin C or give vitamin D for a good example, vitamin D is a steroid hormone that hits about 2000 receptors and changes yeah. 2000 genetic things. Vitamin D does a lot to your body. Ion doesn't do anything. It doesn't hit receptors. It doesn't change your metabolism directly. Instead, it helps the bacteria communicate with human cells, the human cell communicate with human cell, the human cell communicate with mitochondria. And when you get that whole system of communication back yeah. in, the immediate effect is regenerate, 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 because that's the signal of life. Life is constantly in a messaging system of regeneration. But if you don't have enough communication, you don't know what's damaged and you don't know what to repair. You don't know what resources need, are needed or what should be mobilized. And so a body that's aging rapidly and into dysfunction is one that doesn't have access to information. You give back the information stream through ion and the cells start doing what they think they should do, not what the supplement company thinks your body should do. Yeah. So it's really the first supplement is really trying not to micromanage the body and yeah. trying to just reinvigorate the power of communication. Yeah. Restore communication, the crosstalk. I love that. I use it personally and have for years and I specifically loved using it. I did a recent extended water fast with some people at my telehealth center, the clinic here and myself and used it as a tool to support that crosstalk and, and, micro, and microbiome support. All right. So as you know, the podcast is called The Art of Being Well. And this is the, at the end of every episode, we have a section. It says your art of being well. This is Dr. Zach Bush's art of being well. I'm going to just 
I want to pick your brain on different things within wellness. I want to know your thoughts. First question is, do you feel like we're better or worse off with social media as a society? Yeah, social media is not a problem at all. And it's the way in which we utilize these tools that create create a, a toxic environment. And so this comes down from, in my book, to a very simple behavior is that social media for the purpose of connecting humans is a phenomenal idea. And it's been incredibly good for a lot of things. We we can communicate in ways that we never have before. And uh, the critical injury that occurred was when we decided that we were going to monetize that system for advertising and to ultimately accelerate consumer behavior rather than human curiosity and connectivity and, and fellowship. We could have gone a very different direction with social media. We could have you know, monetized it through you know, a membership program where you're going to pay 99 cents a month to be able to connect to your global community. And they would have made just as much money and we'd all be paying our 99 cents a month or 99 cents a week or whatever. Instead, we said, we want this to be free. And they decided, well, we could actually make $1.99 a month on every single user if we sell this stuff to advertisers. And so now your interactions with your high school friend that you just reconnected to is being used to traffic information to you to subconsciously accelerate your consumer behavior and make sure that you're participating in that extractive destruction of the planet. And so while I have concerns about what's happening socially to people, I have grave concerns over their extractive potential when we start doing this. And I think Google is the saddest version of this. When you say, I'm going to Google something, you just moved from curiosity to consumer. And when we monetize human curiosity, I think that was the most damning moment of technology that I've seen in my lifetime. Monetizing curiosity of a human is to say that you're going to monetize the divine within each individual. Mm -hmm. I believe that curiosity is the diamond of the divine within us. That spark of ingenuity, that spark of interest, that spark of curiosity of, I wonder what is the, the name of this butterfly? I wonder what this butterfly eats. I'm going to Google it. You just went from curious about nature from targeted advertising to targeted advertising. Yeah. And not only are we targeting advertising, we're actually targeting results of that search now by money. And so the first page of your Google results is probably paid advertising that looks like the answer to your question. But your question wasn't actually, where do you buy you know, butterfly cages for your kids? But that's suddenly what's there. And you're like, oh, and now you forgot that you even had an initial inquiry. And you're like, oh, rad, I could buy this for my two-year-old, you know, <laughs> grandkid and I'm going to go get this thing and suddenly you're like driving across town to get a butterfly cage which seems <laughs> insane because butterflies probably shouldn't be caged and yet that was the Google response at the top of your page and so in these subtle ways we reprogram human behavior and we take curiosity turn it into money and I think that's really separating ourselves from self at a really dangerous level oh, and so God. social media is dangerous but again, it's not the tool, it's the way in which we use it. And yeah. I think we need to remember that. And so you know, we're, we're trying to reinvent the internet with one of my companies, you know, with the process of eliminating consumer behavior and start to invigorate the potential of curiosity. curiosity. Humans. And it's been a seven year process. We've sunk millions and millions of dollars into the software company, but it's been a very exciting process of at each stage having to rethink it because it's so subtle at, how we build these boxes and build these fences and how it drives consumer behavior and all this stuff. So 
really been a slow, long build of the system. And we're trying to build it on, you know, a biologic template of how do bacteria, fungi, mycelium actually manage information technology in, in nature. Because ultimately the fungi and the mycelium are an original fiber optic network that communicates yeah. globally through light, just like fiber optic cable. And so we have this global example of how four billion years of, of life came to communicate seamlessly to invigorate the adaptation and biodiversification of a planet that can thrive at the level we've seen. We can do that through our technology. We can mimic that. I believe there is a future where we will use information technology networks through mycelium and city systems rather than plastic fiber optic cables. Wow. We can start to work within nature. Our quantum you know, computing is giving us the ability now to interface with biologic systems in really unique ways. I think that if we start to really put our collective ingenuity into how do we work within nature instead of against her, we will discover that just at our fingertips right now is a completely different state of being. Yeah. But while that might sound abstract to you, we've been spending the last 10 years building out a daily human life system that allows you to simply become more biologically sound. How do you tie into your own biologic network of communication and become that curious mm -hmm. being that you want to be? So that's an eight-week program that we teach online called Journey of Intrinsic Health. And that's an eight-week program with a coach that's attached to you through the journey. As you learn these eight pillars of how does biology actually want to work within your body? And what are you doing to diminish that biologic process at every network? And what you find is that there's a micro and macro of every one of those eight steps, right? And so there's the micro of the bacteria and fungi and breathe your biome, and there's the macro of human to human communication and inflammatory behavior and you know vitriol so at both micro and macro as we bounce through the eight stages you discover wow this is why i'm so miserable this is why i feel disconnected this is why i feel lonely this is why i feel like i'm not on purpose this is why i can't find my purpose is i'm not i'm literally in opposition to nature at each of the major eight yeah. pillars of the way in which biology is trying to work within my body so that journey of intrinsic health i think is like boiling a global IT you know, belief system yeah. down software company down to the individual. How does the individual want to communicate with itself? And, and that's the science of ION, ultimately, and the intelligence of nature. You are actually a cosmos. You, you are so complex, so vast in your yeah. ecosystems and systems within your body. How do you make that cosmos work? And when you get that clicking, you immediately can engage with curiosity and ingenuity, that bigger world. And you and I can go out and invent a completely different society with that foundation. So the journey of intrinsic health has become yeah. that inspiration that's led me to actually close my clinic recently, realizing that I, I have a much bigger mission through letting humans engage with me and everything that we've come up with as a team over the years to imagine how we accelerate up-leveling the, the amount of light energy within every single human cell instead of doing all the damage control in the past. How do we go from a damage control mentality of a medical system to this human thrive state mentality where every human just comes into the system and you want them so vibrationally coherent and at such a high rate of you know, accelerated resonance that disease cannot function within that space. Mm -hmm. And that's my new passion. It's like, how do I up-level myself and everybody I touch to the point where they are resonating in such coherent vibration that the dysfunctional beliefs, the dysfunctional dis biologies that were within them simply cease and they start to realize this higher capacity for existence. And if we don't do that hyper jump, 
past damage control and into thrive state, we go extinct. We do not have time to do a linear progression of repair, regeneration, and then think about later what we're going to be next. We have to do the next thing now. And so that's what I'm excited about with Journey of Intrinsic Health and where we're going beyond that with these immersive retreats. We're getting into an opportunity to fundamentally change immediately how people think, see, experience the world around them, and then how they interact with that to this vibrational potential that is actually within them at the mitochondrial level. So while ION was focused on the bacteria, the fungi, and the like, we're now focusing the next steps right into the mitochondria because the mitochondria, when accelerated, can liberate so much light energy inside the human being that they simply function differently. They function like no biology before has on this planet. And so we're reaching this threshold of potential to move from the third density of light, which is a measurement of how much light energy is produced by the mitochondria as they churn away inside of your cells, to this fourth density. And if we can break that threshold of fourth density, we will fundamentally change who we are. And biology will simply function on a level we've never seen before. And I I think we're just minutes away in some ways from this breakthrough in somebody, somebody on earth is going to figure out how to get to that fourth density of light. And as soon as one person does it, it's like the person finally breaks the four minute mile. We thought it was impossible, but the second one person did that, suddenly people all over the world could Critical mass, yeah. And so there's a phenomenally cool quantum physics reality that if one person can do it, we can all do it. And so I'm on a mad push myself in my own life if I can get fourth density. But if I can't get there, I'm sure I can help somebody else get there. So I love it, man. I I love it. And we'll put the links to all the things you're talking about, people, to get into the resources. I like just hearing you talk. I'm so curious. Like, is there a spiritual or mindfulness practice that you found maybe that, that you could talk about it right now? That's been the biggest game changer for you personally, if you can reduce it to one practice. I know it's way more than that, but any actionable step there? Yeah, I mean, it's it's the superpower in every single spiritual practice that's ever been invented or, or explored in that silence. If you can shut the hell up for just a split second, you will not believe how much intelligence is lying within you. Mm. But wisdoms are, are percolating through your system. And so I've gotten better at and still working towards the capacity to live a life of silence. And I used to think that was monastic. I went through a short period of time that I thought I was going to be a monk. And so I tried that for a while. I saw, found it destroyed all the stability around me because ultimately the monk energy, as your friend Al McPherson likes to say, is the zealot zealot energy and the zealot energy is so disruptive and dysfunctional it's not sustainable energy and so i i I embodied that for a period of time and it wasn't good for my health wasn't good for my relationships it was dysfunctional now i'm after taking the course of miracles a year ago i've really changed my perspective a lot on this and i'm now focused on this concept of completion Instead of trying to be a monk or a zealous about my health, if I reach a state of completion within my psycho-spiritual realm where I realize I need nothing, I am so finished in this pursuit of something else, trying to complete myself in my consumer behavior, in my relationships, in my day-to-day activities, with my jobs. When I stop believing there's anything that is needed and I realize I am complete the second I wake up on the pillow in the morning, Mm-hmm. And in that first moment, if I take that deep breath and be in a deep sense of gratitude for completion, 
I am complete. I am in my fullest state of value right now. Then when I get up and I begin my day, I find there's so much silence between the things, between the thoughts, between the words, between the emails. If our life can become a prayer where we are aware of this information stream that is coming from the cosmos, extraterrestrial for sure, right? Extraterrestrial meaning off the earth. There's intelligence flowing in from around the universe in the form of starlight, in the form of you know, the, the vibrations of intelligent species around the universe, and it's rushing in towards us. And we have the ultimate antenna, which is a human body. And that's why the human body is so different than a reptile or a monkey, is we've refined the antenna capacity of a double-stranded DNA with water structure that goes around that in a spiral that creates a perfect vibrational antenna. And every cell, as we open up that spiral of DNA, we can resonate to different structures. Right now in 70 trillion cells, I have many, many little strands of DNA that are stretching themselves out to expose a certain double-stranded DNA gene or, or pre-genetic sequence. And in that stretching, I'm receiving information. And just like all of the different lengths of antennas and everything else that tune into different wavelengths, I'm tuning into billions and trillions of wavelengths every split second at the cellular level. And so when you get into deep enough meditation, and there's a big fad of plant medicines and things like that right now, all of that is just plants helping us get to silence, shut the ego up for a second. And so yeah. you know, I don't care what you're using in some ways, whether it be breath work, meditation, prayer, spiritual song is a huge, powerful one that I love being around a campfire at night, looking down has this at fire has a really cool effect on your biology for regeneration. So you sit around a fire and your gaze goes below the horizon and you have this downward gaze into the wavelength of flame. You turn on stem cells, you turn on all this regenerative, you know, cellular experience, and then you put a drum to that. And you start to have spiritual chant and song and you're pounding around and barefoot around a campfire. That sounds some sort of primitive thing. It's the yeah. highest technology we've ever found for turning on cellular regeneration, cellular you know, repair systems to DNA, stem cells, as mentioned. The highest technology we know for vital health is being in community, around yeah. fire, telling story. That's how we became who we are. And we've turned our back on that reality. And so we're that close. We're one campfire away from making this thing happen. And we need to reintegrate into a, a lifestyle of silence where it happens between each word. We're more aware of the breath between the words. We're more aware of the silence between our thoughts than we are the actual thought. Mm. We give less and less attention to the thoughts and we give more and more intention to the silence. <sighs> Brother, this has been such a rich. I could talk to you for hours. I have to have you back if you if you want to come back. You're always welcome. Where can people learn more about your work and dig even deeper? Beautiful. ZachBushMD.com. Z-A-C-H-B-U-S-H-M-D.com. We'll get you to all my educational content. The Global Health Education Summits was monthly for a long time through the pandemic and everything else. Now we do it quarterly, but we've covered amazing topics from the virome. If you sparked your interest in viruses here, there's three hour talk on viruses, many panels with experts from covering cardiovascular health to major depression, suicidality, death, rebirth, the whole thing. So lots of educational content for free there on the website, zachbushmd.com. There's links there for ION. There's links there for Journey of Intrinsic Health and the rest. 
we'll be happy to you know continue to engage with you as a community we're excited to see what we can support in your transition from that consumer to creator and we, we believe there's a, a curious creator within you that showed up right now at the tipping point of all things to be part of this new reality that we can all step into thank you my friend at the end of every episode, I'll be answering a question from one of you guys. Nothing is off limits. Ask me anything. And you can send your questions over to me on Instagram or Facebook. As a functional medicine practitioner, it's been fun seeing the questions that have already come in on different food philosophies, wellness trends, and ways to approach overall mental, emotional, and physical health and well-being. Thanks for those. And I'm looking forward to seeing what else is on your mind. Now it's time for another Ask Me Anything. Today's question is from Jess. I heard you mention a full thyroid panel. What is that exactly? And how do I get one ran? Great question. So when I say full thyroid panel, what I'm talking about is a series of different lab biomarkers that one can run for themselves. This, these are very conventional biomarkers. These are not what I would call functional medicine labs. These are very... We would go through Quest or LabCorp or some sort of conventional lab. We would interpret them, at least in functional medicine, I would interpret them using the optimal functional range, not just the lab's reference range, which most of you know this already, but it, that's based off of a statistical bell curve average of people who go to labs. People that go to labs, sadly, are not the healthiest group of people to compare yourself to for you to find out why you feel the way that you do. So in functional medicine, we're looking at the functional range where your body is functioning the best. We're looking at optimal. They're looking at average. I look at both to put it in context when if this is a bigger deal or is this a smaller deal, what's the spectrum between health and health problems, basically. So anyways, it's not just the interpretation of the labs that are important, but it's also making sure that we run a comprehensive enough panel to get the nuance and context of what's going on in this case, the thyroid, but this, this could apply to any other system within the body, any other hormones or understanding inflammation or gut health or nutrient deficiencies, et cetera. So a full thyroid panel is going to be a few things. One would be a TSH or thyroid stimulating hormone, which is the most common one ran in a conventional setting. It's a brain hormone. It's a thyroid stimulating hormone. So it's the brain telling the thyroid to work more. So if you see a high TSH, that's inversely proportional to the thyroid function. So the brain is saying, hey, thyroid, do your job. So that CEO is kind of shouting a bit louder to the thyroid in this case. A low TSH would be indicative of typically, you want to put it in context with hyperthyroidism or overactive thyroidism. But there's many reasons why you could see low TSH, which I'll get to in a, in a moment. So TSH, then we want to look at total T4, total T3. We want to look at free T3 and free T4 and thyroid antibodies, thyroid peroxidase antibody, thyroglobulin antibody, and for Graves' disease, which is the overactive autoimmune thyroid condition. So Hashimoto's disease is actually the leading driver of low thyroid function in the West. If thyroid peroxidase antibodies are elevated, thyroglobulin TGA antibodies are elevated, that would be indicative of Hashimoto's disease or autoimmune thyroiditis. So both Hashimoto's and Graves' disease are the, are the autoimmune thyroid conditions. But there's a lot of 
nuance and a variability when it comes to understanding thyroid hormone metabolism. So we see an underconversion sometimes with patients where they're underconverting T4 to T3. Basically, their body's not activating the thyroid hormone to the active form. So they will have normal T4, but low T3. So that's why looking at the total amount of T3 as well as the free T3, the, the most active form of the thyroid hormone is important. We also can see hypothyroidism secondary to pituitary hypofunction, which is that one example where you'll see lower TSH or even normal looking TSH, meaning the brain is acting like everything's normal, but then you look at total T3 and free T3, and actually also to total T4 and free T4, all thyroid hormones are on the low end of normal or actually pretty low. So that's not a thyroid production problem as much as it is a brain-based hypothalamic pituitary thyroid HPT axis issue. So we can talk about conversion issues of the thyroid hormone. We can talk about the brain thyroid axis. We can talk about uh, the autoimmune component to many people's thyroid issues. And one biomarker that I forgot to say is reverse T3. So that is in states of stress and inflammation, unresolved trauma, chronic infections, gut problems, et cetera, can lower T3 levels and increase something called reverse T3 or RT3, which is kind of the thyroid's brake systems, the sort of compensatory mechanism to slow down thyroid hormone production. So it can bind to the thyroid receptor sites on the cells of our body and inhibit thyroid production. So we wanna understand all of this because if your thyroid's off, it's gonna impact many different systems in the body, it can impact your mood, it's gonna cause things like anxiety and depression and fatigue and brain fog, it can make it difficult to lose weight, it can cause digestive problems, it can cause hair loss, weak nails, the outer third of your eyebrows can thin, that's one telltale sign of the thyroid maybe uh, you know, sluggish or off. So. When I say full thyroid panel, that's what I mean. I need to look at the fullness and the complexity of thyroid hormone metabolism. If you want to learn more about this, we I talk about this at length at drwillcole.com. I have different articles about this you can read. Um, and we run these labs for people around the world. So if you can just head on over to become a patient, the consultation page, and all the information you need there about the telehealth center is right there on drwillcole.com. Thanks again for listening to The Art of Being Well. If you have a chance, please rate and review the podcast here. And if you like what you're hearing, hit follow and pass it along to a friend. To see more, head to drwillcole.com slash podcast. I'll be back every Monday and Thursday, and I hope you will too. Talk soon. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.